Hello, this is Craig. I'm Nick. I'm Doug. <laughs> what? And we are Messer Brothers Presents. Today's Messer Brothers Presents plus Doug. He's Doug, always here. He's always here, but he did all the research on this, our topic today, and he's going to be our main speaker. I didn't do anything. I don't, I'm, not, I'm going to observe. And, uh, he don't even know what the story. He didn't. I don't he know. Didn't say, what are we doing? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to be here or not, but then I figured out I could, so I showed up. Yeah. You might have an opinion later on when you hear everything. It. Uh, I'm. I'm pretty familiar with the story. I mean, I've read about it before. Um, and today, I. I did. I did some research as well. But Doug is going to be our lead man today. So. We all know you'll enjoy it. <laughs> and right, should right. we go ahead and tell them what the story is? No, let's wait. Okay. Let's well, tell them. Let's tell I mean, they're going to know because when they click on the episode, it says what it is. Oh, yeah. Might as well tell them. Okay. We're doing a local story. Actually, very. it's probably the most local we've done, I guess. Uh, it's in Buncombe County out of Asheville. It's Zeb Quinn. And we actually had a request for this story a couple, I don't know, a month or two ago. So, anyway. Um, Who requested it? Connie Casey. Connie Casey? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Connie and okay. Casey. Well, both of them. They they both brought it up. I, I think Casey told me that her mom wanted us to. Oh. Well, if Connie, so. if you're still listening, this is for you. Yeah, I think she is. I hope you are. Yeah. She likes You might be the only listener we day. had left. She might be the only one listening. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, What's well, uh, there any news? Not news, sports news, boxing news. Nah, man. I got good news. What? It's barely over a month away until deer season starts. Both that season. is exciting. And I've actually got some news. Now at the time ahead. of listening, to, by the time you listen to this, I don't know what day it'll be. But today's Friday, and tomorrow I'm going to get my floor joists and everything, get my subfloor and put down in my house. So that's good. It's going to start looking like something soon. It looks like something now. It does. It does. It'll look like... Give it a month or so, and you'll be able to tell it's a house. Unless it rains I, me out every stinking day. Yeah, that would be bad, but I think it looks pretty good right now. I think so. I mean, it looks... You know, you can tell something's going on instead of mud pit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I got exciting news for you. I do, too. I was headed to Lowe's Nobody's this morning. to my news, but it's okay. Go ahead. It's going to Lowe's. <laughs> and a bear runs out in front of me in the truck. and I It was s- in a truck? I was in the truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to slam on the brakes. <laughs> or I, I almost hit it. It wasn't very big, but it was pretty bare. I wanted to get a picture, but by the time I got my phone out, it was done gone. So, you about had a body. Body? Bear body? Yeah, you wanted a picture, but you about had the body. I'm glad I didn't hit it. <laughs> it been bad, wasn't it? Yeah. I'd have probably tore up something on my truck. I'd have took it home and ate it. I wouldn't have wasted it. I've got some news. Let's hear it. I have a mythical creature living at my house. <laughs> and I am straight up not lying. <laughs> it's not mythical because it's real because I've seen it. I uh, told Craig what I thought it was. Well, and it might be. Because and then he, uh, he looked it up, and that's what other people say it is. That's what other people say. But there's also people that say, no, it's actually an animal. Um, and... It's it's a crypto a cryptoid I think is the official word cryptoid? not mythical cryptoid like a cryptozoology so Bigfoot is classified as a cryptoid like kryptonite no oh. cr oh it's not the same thing <laughs> so 
It's a chupacabra. <laughs> and you need to look, look. If you've never heard of a chupacabra, look it up. Okay. It's a. The, 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 so they're supposed to be in Mexico and like the southwest United States. And well, I say they're supposed to be. If they're real, that's where they're they're at. Um, and they look like well, it kind of looks like a dog with no hair, basically is what it looks like. And they say that they eat cattle. I mean, eat sheep, eat goats, and I mean, they eat a bunch of livestock on these farms down there. And they drink blood. That's one thing. They kill the animal and they don't really eat it. They drain the blood out of it. Okay. So, and I 100% am not lying to you that I have seen, I've looked, when I saw, I saw it the other day when I was mowing the yard. This was last Saturday. And I looked up and I, it looked at me and walked down the, it was pretty good ways from me, but it walked into the woods. And I saw, I mean, straight up, 100% saw this thing, and I thought, that looks just like a chupacabra. So I was like, meh. I mean, I don't know where what it could have be. Where have you seen a chupacabra before this? Well, I mean, I watch all them TV shows that talk about these <laughs> mythical things, and so I've heard of them. I mean, never watched much detail of these, but I mean, I saw it, and I said, that's what that was. So I look up a chupacabra. You, the pictures that you Google is what I 100% what mm-hmm. I saw. Craig saw this thing first about a week ago, yeah. and when he was telling me about it, I said, it sounds like a coyote with the mange. Some coyote's hair's well, falling out, and it's rotten. And then he looked it up, and that's what people say chupacabra is. I mean, are. that's what, yes. One of the things that people say chupacabra is, is a coyote with the mange. Then I talked to him earlier today, and he said, I saw it again. I did. I and said, well, you need to kill it. Today, I was driving. I just pulled out of the house. My driveway's pretty long. And I wasn't all the way down the driveway yet, but I looked over into the woods, and it was staring at me. And by the time I saw it, I slammed on the brakes, and I put it in reverse, because I'm going to get a picture of it, and it's gone. You know what it was thinking? I'm going to eat and suck that guy's blood. (laughs) (laughs) Craig looks like he had some nice blood. That's probably what what that chupacabra was thinking. You might get home, and it'd be sitting there waiting on you. Well, I'm telling you. I, when I looked into it, and then I looked up Chupacabra, North Carolina, just to see if there had been any cases or any reports, I guess. And there, there's a guy that has a trail cam. I don't remember which part of the state, but he had what, I mean, it's what I, he has the same thing on his trail cam that I saw. And he said that he sent the pictures to uh, Wildlife Resource, and they said they wasn't sure what it was. They said it was pretty... It was something, it was odd, is what they told him. Well, you need to go set and, you a trail camera. And, well, and, and I mean, and I'm, you th- you know, a lot of people tell stories, they think they see something. I 100% saw this I want to see it. Um, if you've seen it twice, it's living real close Yeah, by. it's living close. And it'll probably eat meat. Yeah. So, so let's go find I'm going to have to try to figure it out. Bait I, it I up. don't know. Bait it up tomorrow. Tonight when you get home, throw out something. <laughs> Stay out there all day tomorrow and shoot it. And and so when I look up Chupacabra and they've got some pictures and you can tell some of them are dead. You you can see some of them are a coyote. Like you can yeah. tell. Yeah. What I'm seeing does not match exactly what the ones that you can tell are a coyote are. A lot of them they've got like you know if it's got the manes their hair falls out and they get some of them get bloody right. Uh-huh. So the pictures I've seen they've got like it looks like the hairs just falling right off and they their skin's irritated. This thing is solid gray. 
like 100% solid. It looks the the skin on this thing looks like uh, if you ever seen a hairless cat. That's exactly what this body looks like, but it's 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 as big as a dog. So well, I don't know what need, it is. You either need to take me, get me a picture of it, or shoot it and call. If you shoot it, call me. I want to come by and see. I'm it. afraid I'll shoot and kill, it and it'll be some endangered species that I never knew about. They're not. Well, don't tell nobody. Just tell me. <laughs> I just told these people. Well, once I prove this chupacabra exists, I'll probably be famous. Famous, Craig. <laughs> In this podcast, we get millions <laughs> of listeners. <laughs> millions of listeners. We get our famous guest on here. Which will be the famous guest. Never mind. We don't need the extra famous people. Yeah. It'll just be us. Yep, Sorry, Doug. You don't have to, you're not famous. I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into our top 10. Doug, you got what? You got five, right? Nick's got 10. I've got 10. I've actually got 12. Well, you can tell all 12. That's fine. Okay. Do you want to tell them what we're doing? Tens? We're doing tensies for the day. Top ten songs from the nineties. Uh yeah, and nineteen nineties, not any other nineties. <laughs> so any genre, any you know, it can be anything because that's how it should be. Yeah. What how else would it be? Well, I mean, some people they're like they think of ninety music, they only think of like I, I don't know, like grunge, or they only think, you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't rock think fans, but yeah. rap fans would think of other things, right? Nineties, right? I, I guess that. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, every genre. Sorry, I, that was stupid. 90s. See, like if we did, if we did eighties music, I would want to separate it by country and. I mean, I, other stuff I get what you're because, saying. Yeah. Okay. When I think eighties, I think hair metal or something. Right. Like that's what I'm saying. But eighties country is fantastic. But I don't want to lump them together because my list would be three miles long. Yeah. But anyway, 90s. 90s music. We got it. So you want to tell you your first two to get you caught up to the 10? Well, my first two. Actually, no. I've got a list of 10, but okay. uh, two of them have a slash. They go okay. combined that's, together. That's good, All right. So Doug's got his five, so we'll catch up with him later on. All right. We'll do our <laughs> first 10 and 9, and Doug can do five. All right, sounds good. You start us out. Uh, number 10 is Juicy by Biggie Smalls. Biggie. Uh, this will be the only rap song on my list, but... Probably the only rap song on the the whole thing. Mine, Your yours, and Doug's. Doug's is full any. of rap. It Doug, looks you like, have five rap I'm songs. I'm looking over there, and it says MC Hammer. Ain't he from the 80s? No, no, no. I don't know. No. Snoop. Tupac. Duh. Tupac, golly. Uh, and, you know, now that I say this is the only rap song, there's like some more rap, 90s rap that I probably could have put on here. But it's not better than what I've got on my list. So, Eminem came out in the 90s. Did he? Yeah. I almost put an Eminem song. What's that song? It's like uh, me and you and Zach used to listen to. We listened to it. Um, Gangster Paradise. Gangster Paradise. I should have <laughs> put that on my list. That's a good song. All right. So, yeah, Juicy, Biggie Smalls. Juicy. Let's get your number Super 10. Nintendo, Sega Genesis. <laughs> when I was dead, bro. <laughs> oh, side note. It was all a we, dream. We went, uh, we've been to New York several times. And Who every has? time we're in Brooklyn, me and you and Doug. I know. Every time I'm in Brooklyn, where I looked up where Biggie was from, we weren't too far from where he lived. Really? And I always hear somebody blasting him. I'm like, yeah. Of course. Because it was all a dream. <laughs> all right. What you got? All right. 
For number 10, I have a song called Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. By the Smashing Pumpkins. Is that Dukes or... It's like mayonnaise, a lot of stuff here. I Good song? Know. Yeah. I mean, don't know it, if I know that song. You probably never heard... You might have heard three of my songs total. <laughs> Doug. Wait, I gotta say something. Okay. When Craig said we were doing 90 songs, at first he said top five. And I was like, I could come up with at least 200. That's no, not, I'm not exaggerating. So I was like, I'm going to do 10. And I feel bad about all the ones I left off. But that's all I used to listen to, 90 stuff. And then I quit listening to it for the last few years. Then I started again today because Craig told me we were doing it. And it just, it's good stuff. I can't listen to it much anymore because it'll make me cry. But mayonnaise is a good song. <laughs> All right, Doug. You... All right. He don't have a 10. He's got five. Oh, yeah. All right, Craig. Do number so, nine. Number nine. So some of my songs, I'll, I'll have to explain. Like, I've got a song by a certain artist, but this song kind of incorporates other songs by them from the decade, if that makes any sense. Because what did you just say? Yeah. You know, I'll, well, let me tell you what number nine is. Okay. okay. I put Country Club, Travis, Travis Tritt, Tritt, for yeah. number nine. Okay. I chose that song out of all of his 90 songs to put on my list. I didn't put him on here twice. This is what I'm saying. I oh. didn't put anybody on here twice. So I'm saying this represents, this is Travis Tritt's position on my list. Number nine? Number nine. That's pretty low for Tritt. Well, I mean. Don't you think so, Doug? It is low. Okay. <laughs> if we were doing artists of the 90s, he would be higher. <laughs> But this song, I mean, I put Country Club at, at because, and the rest of his songs basically fall in line, but... Okay. All right. I didn't argue Is that your favorite that. Travis Tritt song? Probably not. All right. But I put it on there because I couldn't think of another one that I wanted to put on here right no. now. All right. So I went with that one. Okay. And, <laughs> all right. And uh, my number nine is a song called Black. It's by Pearl Jam. And we don't know that one either. You've never heard Black? No. You ever heard Blue Black? Blue on Duh? Black? No. no. Blue on Black wishes it was black. Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know someday you'll have a beautiful life. I know you'll be a star in somebody else's sky. But why can't it be in mine? That's some of the lyrics. That's good, good stuff. Yeah. All right, Doug. Let's hear. We're going to go two, two, one. So, Doug. Most of these, well, four of these five are country songs. You're talking too much. Just spit them out. Shut up. Uh, number five, <laughs> Independence Day, Martina McBride. What? I what? like it. Do you? That is like that is a that's my that's a puke worthy song to me, I, and I don't know why. I'm not going to say anything bad about the song because I enjoy it, but it's just a surprise that it was on Doug's list. Of I am surprised. Best songs of the 90s. But I can say I cannot. I could think of a lot more songs from the 80s than the 90s. I went through like everything that I could find, and I couldn't find anything. I mean, songs of that, uh, songs similar to that, I don't think, like I Hope You Dance would be better. Didn't it come out in the 90s? Like 99? I don't yep. think so. Yeah, it did. I think it was like 2000. Nah. What? Strawberry Wine? Yeah, Strawberry Wine's a hell of a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> That's his number four. No, oh, no. no, I'm just. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, Stra Doug likes it. It's okay. Right. If I'd included any country on mine, strawberry wine would have made it. Strawberry wine. But I didn't include country. You mean tell you what my favorite rendition of strawberry wine was? 
Yeah, I know what it is. Sunday Best. Yeah, that he, was awesome. It was insane. Uh, Sunday Best, you've never heard of them, but no, they're haven't. a group from Kentucky, and they don't sing together anymore. We saw like their last concert. It, it, we saw their last like, concert. The next it wasn't week, they said their last concert. <laughs> but they came. They came to Knoxville, and I'd want to see them for three or four years at least. I'd wanted to see them. I first listened to them in like 2012. Yeah. And we saw them in 2017. Craig was like, listen to this band. I was like, so pretty five good. years I wanted to see them in concert. And they, they never went. I mean, it wasn't close enough for me to go. I mean, I we couldn't been just drive in, to it. Yeah, we'd been in Nashville. Yeah. Then so we went all the way back. We, you said, Sunday Best going to be in Knoxville when we're coming home. I was like, okay. So we bought concert <laughs> tickets to it. Me and Craig went and his wife and somebody else stayed at the motel room. <laughs> Yeah, somebody else is in another female, so don't think that she's with some me. other guy. But anyway, uh, so yeah, <laughs> and somebody else. But yeah, that was so we saw them in concert. It was great, like really good, and they sang that song. And then, oh, like you said, a week later, they're like, they're like, we're not a band anymore. Yeah, Craig sent me this thing, and I read it. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, man, I'm glad we saw them. <laughs> me too, because <laughs> it was really, it was really good. It was, it was fantastic. So. All right. Uh, but uh, Independence Day. Did they play that in the movie? Independence no. Day. It's not really about Independence Day. But Who's that? Me you. or you? Me. Number eight. I put Fall in Love by Kenny Chesney. I don't think I know that. Don't that make you want to fall oh. in love? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was between that and she thinks my tractor's sexy. Um, but I went with that one because it's just catchy. I like it. So that's it. Okay. <laughs> my number eight is a song called Interstate Love Song. I know that song. By the Stone Temple Pilots. I didn't think that was in the 90s or I would have put that on my... When did you think it was? I don't know. All right. Let's see. I'm kicking Leave off. Uh, sorry, Fall in Love. Interstate Love Song. the train only yesterday. That is a... Uh, that you replaced lie. mine. Yeah, it's a good song. It is good. Yeah, Craig. Okay, what's your number seven? My number seven is Garth Brooks, Much Too Young. And that's possible it's not in the 90s, but I didn't look up the date for sure. It's it either could 89. Be 80s. It it's it's be right on the verge. And I looked up the rest of them because I wasn't sure. There was a couple I had to check. but That is a good song. That that's, would suck if I... That I was Garth's shining moment. If it is, let's see what year. That might be the only good thing he's ever done. Hey, uh... That one ain't on my list. What year is it? 89. 89. I figured it was. So, uh, yeah, then I put Rodeo. Oh, Rodeo? <laughs> sure, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I had to put one Garth song. I'm thinking of one song, um, if it's not on your list, I'm going to be mad. Uh, what is it? You, I'll it's tell probably you on my list, but... it's it's. I'm about to say it right here. Oh. It's my number seven. Interstate Love Song takes Garth's place. Good. Because that's it. a great song. Okay. You ever heard it, Doug? Mm. Uh, write it down right now. Homework for Doug. Listen to Interstate Love Song <laughs> by the Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, I've thought just thought of a whole bang, a whole like five songs that I could have put on there. Not five, probably three. But go ahead. Number seven on Nick's list is called Rooster. By Alice in Chains. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I bought Craig a t-shirt. He did. Alice in Chains t-shirt. <laughs> I and it had a rooster time. on it. And I've not seen it in years. But I, I don't know where it I is. I would wear it if I had it. But I don't it's know where it shirt. is. You ever heard that, Doug? Mm. The song was written by the guitar player. His name's Jerry Cantrell. About his dad who fought in Vietnam. 
It's kind of a war, war song. It's good. It's, it's about so Vietnam. Good. Yeah. Ain't found a way to kill me. Thanks, Nick, for bringing up good memories. Yeah, we had good times. Is that all you got? That was a great song. All right, Doug. We're on. Me and Craig have both done four. You've done one, so do us two. What? You're this number is Doug number four. Number four <laughs> is Alabama song. Refers to Myrtle Beach. Dancing, shagging on the boulevard. <laughs> I like Dancing, that song. Dancing, shagging on the boulevard. Alabama D- got came to. They came to prominence or whatever you in that Myrtle Beach, wasn't it? Yep. That, what's that place called? The Bowery. The Bowery. Bowery. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been shagging on the boulevard. <laughs> he might have been. He just ain't told us yet. <laughs> All right. Good well, one. Where did that I like come that. out? I would have thought. Like I think, 97. I think, I think, I think it sounds 80s, like an 80s song. Yeah, it was probably, I would say they probably wrote it earlier, but it was on the album from 97. I, I didn't think. include anything Alabama because all their songs make me think 80s. I bet, but I'm sure I missed. I bet they wrote that in the 80s mm. while they were playing at Myrtle Beach. Or the 70s, maybe. 70s, I don't probably. Know. Probably. All right, you ready for my next one? So while we were sitting here, I have replaced one. Should I tell what it originally was here? Yeah, tell us what it was here. Originally at number six was Larger Than Life Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason, no, don't laugh yet. The reason it was there is because I was thinking about when I was a kid in the 90s, so I had to put something on there from that. Oh. But that's stupid reason, so I marked it out. <laughs> and I put on there... Well, that, if you're going to do that, you got to put some Britney Spears. Nah. <laughs> this song... If I was reworking my list, it would probably be higher, but it's going to go because it's just going to fill that spot. She Talks to Angels, Black Crow. Black Crow. That's a great song. Yeah. You heard and, it, and I, I Write it down. You got to listen. You've never heard that one either? Yeah. That's that's actually, yeah, that that's, might be my favorite song of the 90s I might because have, I, I think it is. Go that, ahead. That might be on my list if I thought of it. But I've yeah. not thought of the Black Crow since I bought their CDs and they sucked. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. What do they have? Two or three? They have a bunch, but I bought like the first three. Yeah, because we were s- like, man, we were listening to them. We we're like, all these songs are good. They've got to be great. Like, their the singles are, are good. Not good. <laughs> but, uh, not good. Um, but this song, if we do a list of like perfect songs, this, a, this, song, perfect this song, this song, this is a perfect song. Um, so it's six on this list. Probably shouldn't be. It should, should be higher, but I just thought of it. So it is a good. It's fantastic. You got to listen to them and everybody listening. Yeah. She talks to angels. She talks to angels. Black crows. Yes. Not the black keys. Black crows. Not the counting crows. Black crows. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. We're on number six, right? Yeah. Number six. Say hello to heaven by Temple of the Dog. Put that either, but that is great. If you don't know who Temple of the Dog is, I'd say go look them up. They were fronted by Chris Cornell, one of the greatest voices ever. It was like a tribute band to a band called Mother Love Bone, because their lead singer died of heroin overdose. Right before they were really famous. Yeah, they were... Everybody in the music business was like, these people are going to be the next big thing. And then he had a heroin overdose, died, didn't make it. But this song was written. Chris Cornell wrote it to him because he was a roommate with him, and they were best, they were real good friends. <clears throat> Say hello to heaven. You heard it, Doug? I think write you it have. down, Doug. Yeah, write it down. Write you it listen. down, Doug. Say hello, Doug. Make you get a new sheet of paper and write down all these songs. 
Say Is it Doug's turn to, to tell another one? No. I no. never wanted to write these words no. down for you. All right. My <laughs> number five. Coming in at number five is a song um, by a group called Alice in Chains. The song is called Rooster. Rooster. Yes, I did not forget that song. <laughs> I would have been mad if you didn't yeah. put that. <laughs> I knew when you said that 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 was the one you meant. So I had to act like I didn't have it. But yeah, Nick already discussed it. It's a great song. So Yes, it is. You heard it, Doug? You would Write like it, it down, Write Doug. That Write it down. down. <laughs> Doug's going to be listening, jamming out all that long. He's going to like this stuff. He's going to say, now I understand the kind of stuff. I understand Nick now. <laughs> this used takes. to be the only stuff I listened to, Doug, back in my younger days. It did, and it depressed me. It depresses me now when I listen to it, but it's fantastic. All right, so number five is a double. I got like two on it. And the reason I put two, because they're both great songs. And I, in my mind, they go hand in hand. They're both by Pearl Jam. The first, it's called, I Got Nothing Man, and one called Off He Goes. You ever heard those? No. Oh, well, Nothing Man tells a story of a man. Who has nothing. Well, it's kind of like, Nothing Man tells how he became the guy, and off he goes. Gotcha. That's how it is in my mind. It's not right, because I know, off he goes, Eddie Vedder wrote it about himself. He said, this is how I see myself. But the thing is, I think nothing man is how he became, off he goes. But he says it's not? I mean, that's just how I see it. I gotcha. Music is subjective. There's no certain thing, gotcha. unless he tells you this is it. Gotcha. But, and he told us that was it, but I still... They go good together, is All what right. I'm saying. All right. And the reason... I see myself in both of these things. Both of them. You listen to these two in a row, and you think, I understand Nick a little better now. <laughs> Write them down, Doug. <laughs> Ride that down, Doug. Doug knows How about pre- you just text me the list? Right. Doug knows me pretty well, but if he listened to this, he'd know me even better. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing everything down, so let's just, just send me the whole list. <laughs> okay, Doug. Your turn. Um, where am I at? Number three. Number three is by two different artists that put both put it out in the 90s. Where Corn Don't Grow by Waylon Jennings in 1990 and Travis Tritt, like 96-ish, something yeah. like that. That's that- a good song. That's a better way. That's, that's, a, that's a better. That's the best uh, song Doug's had on his list. That's a better Tritt song. I should have put that. It is better. It's I was thinking song. that when you said that. It's I was a real like, good why song. would you leave that one off? But yeah. Craig always told me he preferred the Waylon version. I like Waylon's version. I do, but it's a good song. The uh, Travis Tritt. That, 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 that song. Go ahead. What? That album I bought where it was like acoustic set. Yeah. That was great on it. Does that song ring true to Doug? Is that why he put it? Grew up uh, with farm. Eh, probably not. No. Oh, I thought you maybe was... maybe a little bit. I I mean I think that song to me, may, you know, I didn't grow up on a farm, but I, it's not about farm. It's about I know what it's about. Yeah. But I'm trying to explain. I know what you're saying. I mean, but... I I understand the viewpoints of both in the song. Um, when I was a kid, I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to live here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I don't want to stay in this town. I want to do something else. And now I'm like, nope, I want to stay here. What did I always say? You're going to miss it. And I always said, you're, yeah. this well, is where people are going to come to. Right, and I didn't leave, did I? Well, you thought you almost did. I thought I was going to, but it didn't. So I'm glad I didn't. remember when you said, got to go back to Gaywood County. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, 
okay. And then, <laughs> and then one day he said, the happiest I've ever been. When I said, well, I saw that Welcome to North Carolina sign. I did. That's that's the honest <laughs> to God truth. That mm-hmm. one trip, that, I think a couple trips did me in. It yep. just made me realize, I don't, you know, this is where I want to be. So, anyway. <laughs> Kind of funny. That's a good song, Doug. I'm Uh, proud of him. Saw the mountains and the welcome North Carolina. Holy mackerel! Mm -hmm. And then I saw that Canton Knoxville sign on I-40, and that's like, (laughs) oh, I'm home. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) So, um, okay, what are what am I at? I'm at number four. Yeah, number four four is Wonderwall. That's a great song. Yeah, man, that's another perfect song. It is perfect, Um, but it was made better when Ryan Adams did it. Uh, I'm sure I've heard it, but I need to listen to it. Doug, uh, have you heard Wonderwall? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Tell me which bye. Oasis. Oasis. The lead singer of Oasis. I, his mind, or his name slips my mind. There's a guy named Ryan Adams did a cover of it. And the lead singer who wrote the song said, this is what I tried to, this is the way I wanted it to be when I wrote it. Really? I just couldn't do it. He said, Ryan Adams owns this song. He said that. Brian, out of all the songs Brian Adams has, <laughs> this is the one that he owns. I hope Brian Adams hears this. He'll come hunt you down. <laughs> he can't stand Brian it. Brian Adams, the Canadian, did this song no. better than just... Brian Adams, the North Carolinian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> all right. Your number four. Right, number four is a song called River of Deceit by a band called Mad Season. Never heard of the song or the band. It would change your life. I doubt it, but <laughs> Mad Season Mad Season was kind of a super group. Frontman Lane Staley of Vallis and Chains. Yeah. Oh, I was maybe I'd like them. I like and, them. Uh, had several members from uh, had a few members of Pearl Jam and a few of Soundgarden in it. Huh. And uh it's kind of Lane Lane Staley his uh descendant his it was like his diary. He was a major drug addict, and it's pretty much him laying his heart out out there, telling about his hard times. And River of Deceit is the one shining light on the album of how there's hope. Hmm. Cool. And it's a actually that that whole album could have made my top ten list, and there'd be, but I didn't. It's all good. All right, you heard it, Doug. I'm guessing no. Okay, <laughs> so we're on number uh, three. Number three. I put If the World Had a Front Porch. By Tracy Lawrence. Tracy Lawrence. That's a good song. I actually heard it on the way here. I knew that was a sign that needed to be on my list. Uh, great, great, great country song. Great 90s It is a sound. great song. Uh, there was one song I thought about putting on here, but then it wasn't even made in the 90s. What? Uh, Granddaddy Was a Man I Loved. Bought me my first ball and glove. You know what I'm talking about, Doug? It was coming out in like 2002 or something like that. You what? know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I didn't know it come out that late. Yeah, I looked it up. I'm like, whoa, that's an old one. Huh. It sounded like a 90s song, yeah. but it wasn't. Interesting. <laughs> All right, Doug, it's time to hear one of your ear number two. Okay. Hold on a second. Nope. Okay. Oh, no. Was your that your number three? It was my number three. I'm sorry. It's your turn. All right. I'm on number three. This one. Thanks for letting us know. I kind of mentioned this band earlier. It's a band called Mother Love Bone. And there's a song called Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns. And it, like we said before, it's, Mother. What? Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Mother Love Bone was the band to be. 
they were uh, they were set to become the biggest band in the world. And in like a week or two before their first album come out, he overdosed on heroin, died. Yeah. And this song was like kind of like their magnum opus. It's like it's fantastic. Chloe Dancer. Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns. So it's it's kind of for you, Doug. Have you heard the song? I have heard that one. Yes. Oh. I was going to say, for the people that haven't heard it, it's kind of like Tiny Dancer by Elton John. No, it's not. But it's Chloe Dancer. <laughs> don't don't even compare it to... I'm just joking. Call, I'm, just I'm joking. sorry, Elton, that's a good song, but it doesn't compare to this. <laughs> this song actually means something to people, not just whatever Elton John drives. I'm sure, I'm sure Tiny Dancer means something to people, too. Yeah, it's like, oh, remember when we danced to that song and then you got pregnant the next week? Because we listen to that song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this song is... People get pregnant to Elton John. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure they have. <laughs> what, 50 years of Elton John singing. I'm sure there's somebody been born to Elton John. <laughs> but Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns, has a, some little depth to it that Elton John didn't have in Tiny Dancer. Okay. I don't know. Hold me close in Tiny Dancer. Never mind. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Doug, it's your turn. Number oh, oh, three. Hold up. Hold up. Number two, Doug. What I was going to tell oh, you two. about, uh, yeah. I got something else to say about Mother Love Bone. As I said, they were set to become, they were going to be the biggest band in, in the world at this time. And when their singer overdosed, they became, they've turned into Pearl Jam. It was like Mother Love Bone minus lead singer. They found Eddie Vedder became Pearl Jam. At a car wash. Yeah, he was no. He was right. working at a gas station. Gas station. Okay. Yeah, that's how. Okay. So he wasn't at the car wash, but no. Anyway, okay. Dude, uh, number two. Nobody's ever heard of this one, I'm sure, but you know I like Pam Tillis. It's a Pam Tillis song. Okay, what song? It's called "The River and the Highway." How's it go? Ah, uh, you've probably never heard it. Just put it on your list. Listen to it. It's a good song. It's a slow song, but it's a good song. I've never heard it. Does it go float down the river? No, next no, to no. The no, no, no. Okay. All right. Guess I'll give my number two. Um, Heartland, George Strait. It's number two. I don't think I know it. Do you know Sing it? Sing a song about the heart. Yeah. I thought that was Alabama. Heartland? Sing a song about the heartland. You only Sing a song about my home. life. Sing about the way good man <laughs> works until the day you know it's gone. Man, Randy Owen really good on that song. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I never that never clicked in my head. It was George Strait. rain on the roof on a summer night. Still huh. no wrong from right. I guess I knew it was George Strait, but you enlightened me here. <laughs> okay. We're going to see Alabama concert. I th- Why didn't they see Heartland? That was a good song. Actually, I've never even thought. Of, I didn't even know what that song was called. I've heard it before. I never just pay. I never really paid attention to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's my number two. Oh man. Number two is actually two songs. It's a, by a band named Blind Melon, and uh, <laughs> Blind Melon was good. And the songs are called Ooh. Walk. That's the first song. And then Mouthful of Cavities. Walk. Walk. W-A-L-K. And Mouthful of Cavities. Yeah. You know why? Walk is a story about a man. Uh, Bond Melody's lead singer was a drug addict. 
And Walk we is, see a theme in your song and your <laughs> Walk choices. is the story of the drug addict struggling to get it's like and then Mouthful of Cavities is like uh, he lost all his teeth. So it's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a serious serious here. It's like, it's like I haven't seen you I don't know if, it's like I haven't seen you smile in so long because you're is it because you got cavities or because you're on drugs and you're not happy? Okay, all right. <laughs> and go and when I listen to them, I listen to both of them. So that's why, and they're both great. So okay, Doug, write, write them down. <laughs> write that down, Doug. You gotta listen to that. Okay, so all, all right. right, you ready for? Let's hear it. For once. Yes. <laughs> all right, my number one. You probably never heard it. Should we let Doug go first? No, nope. let Doug go first. All right, Doug's all right. number one. Number one. The only non-country song on this list. It's by Toto, who did Africa, but it's not Africa. Cause it's like Africa's not no, a 90s song. It is I Will Remember. Probably never heard it either. I've never heard it. you got to listen to it. It's it's a good song. It's a long song. Toto. It's kind of a, like it was kind of written, I think, in memory of one of their band members that died, but it wasn't, it's not written that way. But I Will Remember. You, you just listen to it. It's good. Oh, I've heard it. It goes, I remember you. I'm afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know the song you're talking about. I've never heard this Toto song. Listen I might it. check it's it good. out. All Toto, right. like the dog. Yeah. I have a good Toto story, but I'm not going to tell it right now. <laughs> okay. I'll tell it later, because I want to talk about... I want to... Doug, we have all kinds sure. of time. We can split this one up into two parts if we have we to. We have to. It'll be all right. No, we don't. I like this better than Make talking about the stuff we talk half. about. Make it an hour and a half we have to. Right, Should I tell my Toto story? <laughs> Might as well. Tell it, Craig. <laughs> all right, so Toto, the group Toto. On their album covers, they just have a symbol, all right? So... Uh, this guy I know, he back he's old. I mean, not old, but he's in his fifties. Anyway, he was telling me about all these. He met Brian Adams too, not Ryan Adams, but Brian <laughs> Adams. Anyway, uh, he said he was at a con- Toto concert in at Western Carolina University. They were going to be playing that night, and he said they had to uh, open an act. And he said they were good. He said he don't even remember the name of that band, but he said they were awesome. And he said he was. He went outside. He said they had a water fountain out in front of the uh, where they had the concert. He said he walked out there, and he said there's nobody out there. And he said he got out there and he was getting a sip of water. And he said this guy come walking up behind him. And he was like, "Hey, man!" And he was like, "Hey!" And he said this guy was in all leather, and he was like, "Well, he's dressed. He dressed for the show." And the guy was like, oh, what are you, how are you doing? He's like, good. And he said, what do you think of the show so far? And he was like, good. And he was like, good. And he was like, good. And he was like, enjoy the rest of it. And he's like, okay. He didn't know who he was because <laughs> he didn't have a clue. So he walked back into the concert and he said uh, they introduced Toto and they come out and sing and it was the lead singer for Toto. And he said, <laughs> I didn't know what he was. <laughs> but he also oh, met man. Brian Adams. Uh, he met a lot of famous people, but he said that in Canton, he used to work at McDonald's on the hill in Canton. For those of you who are familiar, if you're not... It means, Radio Hill. If you're not, it means nothing to you. But anyway, there, there's a Canton up on top of a hill. I mean, there's a McDonald's, McDonald's on top of the hill <laughs> in Canton. And there used to be a gas station halfway down. It's not there. The one that he worked at, his buddy worked at, is not there anymore. But uh, my friends worked at McDonald's and... Uh, he said every day, he said on his break, he would take his other buddy that was working at the gas station, hamburgers. Because he was, 
got them for free. So he took them down there and he said he was down there one day and they sitting there eating their hamburgers. And he said, this guy in his real nice car pulled up. And he said, got out and started pumping his gas. And he was like, look who it is. And he was like, who? And I mean, he, he told his buddy, he said, look who that is. And he said, who is that? And he said, it's Brian Adams. And he was like, who? And he was like, yo, Brian Adams, the singer. And he was like, oh yeah. So he went over to him and he was like, are you Brian Adams? Yeah. He was like, what are you doing in Canton? And he said, <laughs> well, I'm on tour. And he said that all my tours, he said, I have them pull, um, the tour bus will pull his car if he's not using it. But whenever, like, he had been at a show in Charlotte and he was going to Knoxville. So he said he liked to drive back roads and through small towns by himself in between stops. And he said he was on his way to his next show. That's pretty cool. And he was sitting there getting gas. Remember when Kenny Chesney Pretty came awesome. through Canton? Yeah, we've already talked about that. Oh, right? have we? We talk, Let's talk about it again. Kenny Chesney was in Canton one time. He bought a Red Bull. Yeah, he did. He bought a Red Bull at a gas station off the interstate. I've heard it from various sources. Yeah, I'm assuming too. it's real. It's, it's, we're, it's real. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Right. Who Craig, else? You're Who number else? one. Charlie Daniels came to Canton one time. Yeah, he played the football field. Yeah, and the Beach Boys. And the Beach Boys. <laughs> All right, that's enough. And there. the Oaks. Oak Ridge Boys. Okay. And Joe Lasher Jr. Joe Lasher Jr. Boy. Okay, Craig, what's He's, your name? Hey, when you go into Ingalls, he talks. Have you heard him over the thing, over the speaker? Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, this is Joe Lasher Jr. Yeah. And this is Caitlin something. And he said, they say, we just want to encourage you to wear your mask. <laughs> say that on the, at Ingalls. Number one is better class of loser, Randy Travis. That was the 90s? Yeah, I had to check. That's a good song. It is a good song. I had Deeper in the Holler first. That's 90s too? It's not 90s. Oh. So I had to change it out for... And I like Better Class of Loser better. So it's a good song. I, I replaced it anyway. And I had to because it was wrong decade. So yeah. <laughs> Better Class of Loser was a 90s song. Randy Travis. Randy Travis is incredible. You want to know a story about Better Class of Losers? Let's hear it. Several. This has been a long time ago. I, must, I was in... Like early high school, maybe. I don't know. Maybe in middle school. I don't know. But me and Daddy were headed down east going deer hunting. And Papa had a Randy Travis cassette tape in his truck. I was like, oh, Randy Travis, let's listen to it. He's like, all right. We listened to it the whole way down there. And then about halfway down there, I was like, these songs, we've heard these songs a billion times. Like, I know. And I took it out, and it was like a single cassette tape, one song on each side. And I was like, <laughs> did, I wasn't really paying attention. And I was like, we've heard this song back a lot. And, forth. and one of them was Better Class of Loser. <laughs> but we just kept listening to it. It was, it was good. <laughs> okay. I thought so, he was going to say, we saw Randy Travis. No. He was in Canton the McDonald's. <laughs> so uh, here's my number one. Nick's number one. And uh, as I said earlier, I used to listen to nothing but 90s music, like stuff I've mentioned. But I don't listen to it much anymore. And this song's a perfect example of why I don't listen to it much anymore. I said, <laughs> because I understand more what they're singing about now. It's a lot of sad stuff. And this song, it, it's called uh, Nutshell by Alice in Chains. Okay. And if you've never heard it, you listen to it, you'll probably think, oh, this is just some depressing song. But I <clears throat> I used to think I knew the meaning of it, and then a lot of it went down, and I understand it a whole lot better now. 
I understand the pain people talk about in these songs. So that's why I can't listen to it because I tried and then I started crying. Interesting. Well, Doug, write it down and listen to that. Doug needs to listen to it. That concludes so that's our, it for our uh, 90 journey, songs. Our journey, if you followed us through. Yeah. And now we're going to start on our story of the day. Story of the day. Did we Doug, already tell him? Yeah, we told him. What Doug's it was. time Zeb to shine. Quinn. Douglas Chambers is going to begin. Before you start, let me three. ask you a question about it, Doug. Yeah. Is Two. he related to uh, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman? One. <laughs> I would say probably not. Uh, she's from here, ain't she? I don't know. Look that up. Where's she from? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was in the mountains somewhere in the Western Oklahoma. I gotta look this up. Probably in Virginia or somewhere. Virginia wasn't a state. Probably Georgie. Georgie wasn't a state. <laughs> Doctor Quinn. It's probably Nebraska. What you Medicine mean, Nebraska? Woman. No, it's not. It's 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 Appalachian. Well, shoot far. It wasn't. I thought Doctor Quinn was made this up. Says, this says. The Western show centers on the adventures of Michelle Quinn, a doctor who lives in Colorado Springs. Yeah, that's see? bull crap. Okay, she was Appalachia. All right, all right, Doug, hit us off on this Zeb Quinn since she's not related to Doctor Quinn. Okay, so what do you know about Zeb Quinn, Mister Craig? I know that he is from Asheville. He worked at Walmart. Yeah. He graduated high school. Yeah. And that he disappeared right at the beginning of the year 2000. Yeah, yep. It's a really strange case. I think it's very I think strange. It's disturbing. He was ROTC, right? Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yes. What school did he attend? TC? You like to throw in the questions no, that I'm nobody sure researched. I, I think TC, but I'm not, I can't say 100% certain um, that he went to TC. I know some of this kind of. Something went down near there. Right, and he weren't near there. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Uh, But anyway... Look that up, Doug. Anyway, I'm not looking it up right now. All right. It's kind of strange, but it's kind of almost close to being solved. But at the same time, it's still a mystery. Yeah. It's it's odd. It, It really is odd. Anyway... Zeb Wayne Quinn, age 18, disappeared January 2nd, the year 2000, right after New Year's. Right after Y2K. Right after Y2K and the computer virus that did not wipe humanity out and destroy all our computers. Yep. So he worked in Asheville at a Walmart at the electronics department. Right. And on the night in question, January 2nd, yes, Hendersonville Road. Is that the same one that's there now? Mm, I don't think so. I wouldn't think so, but I'm not. I think it's different. I think it's moved. It's yeah. rebuilt into yeah, a super Walmart so. since then. Anyway, he left work at 9 p.m., went to meet his friend and co-worker named Robert Jason Owens in the store parking lot. Uh, Zeb was going to look at a car. That was the whole thing. At 9 o'clock at night. That's that's the weird thing number one right there. <laughs> going to go look at a is car. Is that verified? Like, did Zeb tell somebody that he was going to look at a car that night? That is what I do not know. But okay. apparently some people think, yeah, he had money with him to go look at the car. And that might okay. have been a factor in some things. Does anybody know what kind of car it was? Yep. Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yes, it was. 
cool. So there was there was a type of car that was. So actually, I'm assuming people did know that he was looking at it. Apparently, just so. str- I mean, if I had a car for sale, I don't want anybody coming at nine o'clock at night. And I wouldn't want to go look at nine o'clock at night either. Nah. Especially a Mitsubishi Eclipse. <laughs> so they're going to go look at this car. Owens is going to go with him to look at the car. I'm not sure why, but I guess safety in numbers or something. We'll see. And <laughs> Owens drove in a separate vehicle, which this also does that not make, make sense. sense. Because if you're going to go buy a car, why are you going to take two cars and then who's going to drive the new car back? Right. So that that doesn't make sense either. So they stop around 9.15 at an Eblen Sitgo gas station on Hendersonville Road. They went in to buy some sodas. Right. They were seen on the store security camera, going in, coming out. These are the last images of Zeb Quinn alive that we know of. Or dead. E- either way. <laughs> it's the last image. Last image anyone has ever seen of him. So Owens was driving his Ford pickup truck. Quinn was driving a light blue Mazda Protégé. They were seen on the camera at the same gas station, pulling away several minutes later, heading toward Long Shoals Road. That's why it took them so long. What took them so long? What? Several minutes away. Several minutes uh, later. It just said several. I mean, several minutes. Oh, okay. They were in the gas station. They went in at 9.15. They come out a few minutes later. They had their drinks. They left. Okay. okay. All right. Things start getting a little weird. Well, question, Doug. Okay. All right. They went into this place at 9.15 to buy sodas. Yep. Has the... Uh, has Owens been questioned about this and he said that? Has it been verified we stopped here to get sodas? Well, I mean, it, that was on the cameras. They went in, they but saw they, them. They bought sodas. They came out with sodas. I, but has I anybody assume. questioned Owens about that? Any of it? Or is I'm he just, sure. Yeah, he's okay. been questioned about everything. Okay. I'm sure. He'll get more questioning later. Um, so they pull away from the gas station. Now, the, from this point on, this is what Owens said. We do not know that this actually happened the way that it is said to have happened. This is his story. And the only story we have, right? I mean, nobody else saw anything from... All we know for sure is gas station. They stopped at the gas station. After that, nobody knows. But this is what Owens said when he was questioned later. They're driving down the road, and Quinn flashes his headlights. Around 9.30 p.m. as they're near T.C. Robertson High School on Long Shoals Road. And apparently he's signaling for Owens to pull over, I guess. So they pull over. Quinn tells Owens he got a page. Okay, this was the year 2000. <laughs> Not every man, woman, and child in the universe had a cell phone. And obviously, yeah. Zeb Quinn didn't either. He had a pager. So he gets a page. Did you have a pager? I never had a pager. No. I, what would I have a pager for? I don't know. Ding, ding, ding. What's the page? Um, no. Page me away. What? Beans need picked. Bean, yeah, that would be the page. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure why Zeb Quinn had a pager either. Actually, that kind of seems odd, but anyway. Well, he worked in the electronics department at Walmart. He probably thought, I need a pager. Yeah. Probably a cool thing for him to have. I mean, he was graduated high school, 18 years old. Yeah, I mean, it's just a thing to have. I, yeah, I can see why. Could have had a cell phone, though. They had cell phones in Did the year they? 2000. Cost too much. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So he receives a page. 
He says he needs to return the call right now. So he drove away. He found a payphone somewhere. You know, kids remember what a payphone is. It's it's a box on the side of the road with a phone in it that you put a quarter in and you call somebody. A quarter? I thought it was like 50 cents. It used to be a quarter. Cents. Like the Randy... The, Back in your day. The Travis Tritt song, Here's a Quarter, Call Someone Who Cares. <laughs> So Quinn comes back about 10 minutes later or so, and Owens claims he's frantic. Why, we do not know. Something in that page set him off. He's 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 kind of in a panic. Something from the call. So he, he returned the call. He returned the call. Somebody, whatever they said, he's frantic now. He's panicked. So he said he needed to cancel their plans to look at the car, and he drove off in a hurry. And rear-ended Owen's truck as he sped away. Now this... That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I just don't see how that would happen. But, I mean, he's in a really bad hurry or something. And he's messed Get your up. your friend's truck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, I forgot how to drive sure, because I'm in distress. And supposedly that was the last time anybody saw him. He sped off. He's gone. Nobody sees him again. But, as I said, everything, that's all what Owen said. There's no proof that any of that actually happened that way. Right. Except Owen's Owen's word is all we have, that this is how it happened. I guess his car was actually damaged somehow. I mean, that happens, but we don't know yeah, how. But you don't know. I mean, he could have... We'll get in speculation later. So, that it all could be made up. It all could be a cover but, thing. But we Wouldn't know. They, I got go ahead. Go ahead. Wouldn't they have capabilities to see if his pager had been paged and see if that? We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. We that is part of this part of the investigation. What we know is true is that on January third, Owens went to the hospital and was treated for head injuries and a broken rib. And you you don't get head injuries and a broken rib from. Somebody rear-ending you, I wouldn't think, on the side oh, of the road. Man. You wouldn't think it would be enough, but yeah. I don't you know. to hit him pretty hard. Yeah. But you think his car would have more damage to it than just looking like it got rear-ended. You're right. Anyway, he claimed that the injuries were in an unrelated automobile I, accident <laughs> during the early morning hours of that day. Not so anything got, to do with the rear-ending. He got in two. So... Two car accidents. A second accident, supposedly. And That's he claimed that this happened near the Waffle House on Long Shoals Road. Huh. I know where that is. You all, We all know where that is. That's, that's very close. I mean, was there one? Like, is that? They said... Uh... There was no accident report filed. That's the... I mean, but it was bad enough for him to get that hat, that injury, a broken rib and his head. If it happened in an accident. That's what I'm saying. Like, because they also said um, at the hospital, his injuries were not consistent with the car accident. So, so if there was a car accident, it would have involved two vehicles, would it? Right. Or the other person. Unless you so ran into a light pole But or here's the other thing. His car wasn't damaged. If Zeb hit his car, like he said, on the way out, why not just say that's what caused the head injury in the rib? Like, why lie and make up a second accident? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, that makes no sense. I guess maybe he thought the rear-ending thing was wouldn't have done that. Maybe. I don't know. Wouldn't not believable. 
it's also pretty not believable when nobody else filed an accident report either. Yeah, so. and it's bad enough to actually injure you to go to the hospital. Yeah, you'd think somebody would have said something, at least filed something on their insurance or something, but right. no. Nothing. Okay. So Quinn's mother files a missing persons report on January 3rd, day after he was last seen. Then January 4th at Walmart, somebody calls in and says they they are saying that they're Zeb Quinn and they say that they're not going to be coming in because they're sick. And the guy who took the phone call, whoever it may be, he's not named, said it didn't sound like Zeb Quinn. It sounded like somebody else. And that call was later traced, and it came from a Volvo plant, which is where Owens worked. So, okay. So, somebody at the Volvo plant that Owens worked at called in sick for Zeb. Yeah. Saying, not for Zeb, saying there's Zeb. Saying, claiming to be him, and saying, I'm sick today, I'm not coming in. That's interesting. (laughs) Well, guess who it was. I'm going to guess Owens. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Because when he was questioned, he admitted he made the call and said he was doing it as a favor for Quinn. Why? Why couldn't Quinn call in? That's a pretty good question. And if you're doing it as a favor, why do you call in and act like you're him? Pretend right. to be him. Yeah, well, call, you wouldn't pretend, pretend to be me. Hey, will you call and tell him? Like, Nick, call, call somebody and tell him I'm going to be late for work. You know, or not hey, coming in. Doug, Doug ain't going to be here today. Back when I used to work at Ingalls and, you know, you'd get sick or something, you'd call in. I, I mean, I wouldn't just call in fake and act like I was sick, but I'd always ham it up. I'd be like, I'm sick. I'm not going to make it in today. Oh, man, you sound bad. I feel terrible. <laughs> so, now they no, never mind. No, now they'd be like, don't come in for two weeks. You, your services are no longer needed. <laughs> so that brings us... To the investigation phase. Sounds like there's a lot to investigate. Yeah, yeah there is. There, there's more. There's about to be more. Without <laughs> hearing anything else, it sounds like Owens did it. Whatever was done. Certainly sounds I like mean, he's in on something. Yeah. May had some accomplices, though. You never know. Doug, you were, you were of age at this point in time. Did you know these folks? Did I know these folks? No. Uh, why would I know these folks? I mean, when you was over there riding around patting. No. Might have ran into him. No. Hot rod in the roads. If Doug would have ran into him, we wouldn't know Doug. He'd be Probably not. Was it your Mitsubishi Eclipse? That's what you drove in high school. I'm afraid it wasn't, and I'm afraid I didn't. (laughs) All right. We don't need to go into what I drove in high school. (laughs) So, the police traced a call that was made to the pager, Quinn's pager. So the page was a real thing. He did. How did they trace it without his pager? I have no idea how that's that works. I guess don't pagers they have numbers, like kind of like. Cell yeah, phone? they do. So I guess. Yeah, I guess. That's I guess how that's it works. in the phone records that there was a page made to that pager at that time of night. Whatever. It came from his aunt's house. Okay. And she told the police she wasn't home when that was made. And you know. Cell phones not being a big thing, it I mean it came from her home phone. Her home phone. And she wasn't there. So who sent weird. this page at nine thirty at night? Okay. She sure she wasn't home? She says she was having dinner. 
with a woman named Tamara Taylor. Is she related to Charles Taylor? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Well, she's, I'm sure she's still around. Ask her. Call her and ask her. Tamara, tell us. I'm just curious if they're really a dinner. Well, like that's strange that somebody called from her house. Two other people that claim to be at the dinner with her, so we'll see. Oh, okay. Or three other people. So Miss Tamara Taylor, who was having dinner with Zeb Quinn's aunt, was the mother of a girl named Misty Taylor. Quinn okay. had been in a, they say relationship, but she had a boyfriend named Wesley Smith. So love triangle, and apparently, sorts. it could be because apparently this Smith was abusive to Misty, or she had told Zeb Quinn that. Were they actually like? Did he really think they were dating, or were they just like? You know what I mean? Like that's what I don't know because it just it everything that I read said he had a relationship with her, but that could that's just be things. yeah. That could yeah, just that's be, that's true, but I mean that's not the wording I would use. I got a relationship with Craig. We're brothers. <laughs> okay, go mean. go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, Quinn also had apparently told someone at some point in time that Wesley Smith, the boyfriend, had threatened him for being involved with Misty. So that adds another little layer yeah, here. a little more here. Of things. And they're having dinner with his aunt. That's odd. I just Yeah, why would they be... It said, aunt. though, that like, he was not apparently not close with this aunt either. But like, it's still, like, strange. And like it said, um, she, one thing that I read said he had only seen her. I mean, he had, he didn't really know her that well, apparently. He'd only been around her. Aunt? Uh, yeah. He didn't know her much? He knew her, I mean, I guess, but he wasn't real close with close, her. Okay. Apparently, he hadn't seen her that much, like, maybe a few times. So maybe they just didn't even realize the connection. Well, maybe yeah. this aunt and Tamara Taylor were friends. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's just happenstance that her mom yeah. is friends with his aunt. They don't even yep. realize that this is his his aunt. Like, it doesn't even make a difference. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Misty and this Misty Taylor and the boyfriend, Wesley Smith, were at dinner with Quinn's aunt. Wait, and the boyfriend was there? The boyfriend was there, Holy according man, to what is... is told. <clears throat> and this this thing right here is very weird. While Quinn's aunt was having dinner with these tailors, somebody broke into her house. And she filed a police report that said somebody broke in. And that was the same time? At the time that the page was sent. And nothing was stolen. It said she claimed that some picture frames were moved around. That's it. Who breaks into a house to move picture frames? They broke into a house to move some picture frames around. And apparently, I guess, used her phone to make a page to Zeb Quinn. All right, so I changed my idea that this was just how they happened to be having dinner with her. I mean, that doesn't, too much there. There too is definitely there. too much there. Yeah, somebody had to know. Yeah. That's weird. And it's going to get a lot weirder the next thing that happened, but we'll we'll see what happens next time. You're going to leave us hanging here? On Doug. the next episode, because yeah. the top ten Doug. took forever, so. <laughs> so, uh. Let's go over a quick summary of what we have so far. All right, so <clears throat> Zeb Quinn and his so-called friend Robert Owens were going to look at a vehicle. Zeb Quinn got a page, said he had to leave, rear-ended Owens' vehicle. 
The next day, Owens was in the hospital, said he got in a different car accident. Yep. Well, and then the same night of the, that, uh, oh, they were supposed to look at the, go look at the car, his aunt and some kind of girlfriend was having dinner with, there was four people having supper at somebody's house, and his aunt was one of them, and then somebody broke into his aunt's house and sent him a page from her phone. So that's where you're leaving us. That, that would be it. All right. That's pretty uh, pretty good. So, All right. Well, so I'm if you want to find out to what this. happens, tune in next time. Or yeah. listen to the next episode, whatever you call it. <laughs> Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, closing thoughts, Doug? Nick, Doug? I have a closing thought. Yep. You have any closing thoughts? There's Craig? a lot of dead space right there. <laughs> have any closing uh, thoughts? My closing thought is it's raining a whole heck of a lot outside right now. Yep. And I'm not too excited about walking outside into it. Neither am I. And another closing thought: Don't plan on looking at a car at nine o'clock at night. Nope. Nope. Unless um, it's. I mean, unless, unless it's, it's my, you know. Yeah, really. You trust. People, I mean, you, like your aunt. Well. Uncle, even even in this, yeah. You know, hey, he trusted these that. people. Apparently, I mean, don't even don't even go if you trust them. But the, he didn't even go look at the car though. He was with his friend. I have another quick closing thought. This is something I read today on Yahoo. It's another little story, but it's, it's kind of short. Um, this you talking about trusting people? They, I read that there was this girl. She was in her 20, early twenties, and a guy that she knew since childhood. They went out. She had a birthday dinner, and he went with her. And the birthday dinner was over, and um, she was trying. She was going to go home, and her friends were like, "Are you going to be okay going by yourself?" And he was like, "I'll, I'll take her. You know, I'll go with her, make sure she gets home safe." And I was like, "Okay." He took her, raped her, and murdered her. Why are you telling us this? We don't want to know. Because it, it don't <clears throat> trust. I mean, this guy they knew each other since childhood. He's claiming he didn't. He said he, he they consensually uh, was together, and he accidentally killed her. Accidentally, yeah, but they said he's been charged with with uh, rape and murder, hmm. and that's just saying you know you can know people all day long since childhood, but you don't ever know somebody's heart. That's a closing thought. I don't think that's a terrible closing well, thought, Craig. It wasn't supposed to be good. It just it bothered me all day long, so I had to share it. Damn. <laughs> well, now I got to close. I was already sad from listening to my nineties music. Oh, it tried to make you sad. It just be aware, I guess. Yeah. So now I'm even sadder. <laughs> Here's a closing thought. My 90s music makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been Messer Brothers Presents. I'm Craig. I'm Nick. And, and I'm Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.